And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on Today's Experience. It's wild and wonderful what's going to happen. We have no idea. So let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God's in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, the prophets predict much gloom and doom this coming year. In some ways, they will be right. In other ways, they will be wrong. Regardless, these prophets are... Not from God. They are from the world. Born again, Bible believers are encouraged by God to have a different take on the upcoming year. How do we know that? Because scripturally, God requires that of us every year. We desire to be more like Jesus and grow in our relationship with the Lord. This exceptional attitude is encouraged by God. Next, what we need to mature in is not whether the Lord will bring more of his kingdom into our lives, but but how much of the kingdom. You have to remember that Luke 12, 32 makes it clear that it is God's good pleasure to bring in the kingdom into our lives. So how much of the kingdom do we want? That's the question. We need to grow up in the timing and the method that the Lord will be using to bring him into our earthly journey where he steps in and directs us and guides us. We need to have a better maturity and less of a pouty attitude. He knows how he will do it. He's just not going to tell you how it's going to happen. And finally, we need to exercise this year. Oh, I hate this line. We need to exercise this year. Yet many, including me, need to hit the gym a little more often, but we also need to exercise in such a way as to grow our spiritual muscles. That will involve Bible time, prayer time, fellowship time, serving time, and more. But the first major hurdle we need to overcome is for us to make the decision to trust God no matter what we see. Oh, I I have to say that again. The first thing we need to do is we need to make the decision to trust God no matter what we see. We need to decide not to lean on our own understanding. In 2022, we need to commit to trusting God. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy vey. So much more. Hey, hey, hey. Well, there's four of hey. us. Hey, there's five. We're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. If you want to email us, that's david at hemustincrease.org. Hold on. Let me move, move the needle so it stops skipping. 
Text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. We come right here live on the phone. Don't call that number. I can't answer that. you got to text. And then you can call us at 972-445-0770. There's that funny number again. 972-445-445-445-972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you will get a chance to talk to Captain Chris, and then you will be... All right. Now, keep in mind that any topic's open for conversation. So what that means is if you have a question, a thought, a comment, maybe you have an opinion on something, it's not a kvetch fest. It's an opportunity to encourage one another and strengthen one another in the Lord. It's kind of our goal here is to be a blessing to one another and to empower one another and to help one another. Perhaps you have a praise report or a prayer request or even an answer. <gasps> To Bible trivia, <gasps> true or false, Mary was not present at the marriage feast in Cana. True or false? If you think you know the answer, you just call in 972-445-0770. Uh, let's see. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email, david, at he must increase. Dot org. Straightforward question, true or false? You got a one in two chance. Keeping it simple, Mary was not present at the marriage feast in Cana. Is that true or false? We have somebody calling in. So I do think that's going to mean that we'll probably, if you're going to text in, you've got very, a very few moments to do so. Uh, in the meantime, we are ready for that person to answer. So here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Oh, it's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Doing fantastic. I'm, I'm out of the brace, so I'm kind of really, really happy about that. And I, I do have to have a sleeve, but it's really mild and minor and, and not that big a deal. So I don't have to walk around like, you know, like, uh, like. I'm I'm like frozen in the hip. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> yes, that's, absolutely. All right. Now, this is not a toughie, which I think you already know that. Uh, so I'm going to, because I have a lot of confidence in you, and you are the world's best guesser, by the way. I just want to point that out to you. All <laughs> no. right. True, true or false, Mary was not present at the marriage feast in Cana. True or false? That is true. She was not present. She, what's the opposite of that? <laughs> she was present. She was there. She's the one that told him, do what he says. Do what he says. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's hilarious. That's a great way you'll be like, oh, no, that was wrong. She wasn't. That's right. She was there. Yeah, she was the one that was there and said, do what he says. Do what he says. And everybody's like, do what he says. He's like, fill up the water pots. They're like, what? <laughs> that's all right. That's why we love it when you call in. That's part of the fun. Great job still. We love hearing from you, by the way. And all we, right, and I hope y'all have a very happy and fantastic new year. Absolutely. You as well. Thank you. God bless. All right. See, now, in my heart, I know she knew that. She was just, yeah. <laughs> 
it's just how it goes. All right. Uh, our time is tight. I'm going to save the prayer for a little bit. I want to pray for everybody in a little bit, but I want to talk to you about this uh, one little portion here. It's not a new portion. None of this material is new. It's all at least 2,000 years old. Okay. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. So much for everybody standing up and preaching while they're preaching. When he had finished speaking, although that would have been interesting, having him stand up and balance. Okay. When he had finished speaking, he had uh, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Can I just say it in the nicest way? Jesus said, oh, you're going to get something cool. Put your net out there. And the idea that some of us have that we are going to challenge ourselves in is that God is stingy. But he's not stingy, is he? In fact, Having an image that God is stingy in your life may be tied to parental authorities or may be tied to anything that's authoritative in your life, but it's a false image of God. It's clear that the passage in Romans chapter 8, verse 32 says, He gave us his son, Jesus Christ. How will he not with him, along with him, give us all things? God is a giver. He loves to give. He loves to pour it out. And some of us have this principle in our mind that we have to scrape it out of God's hands. We have to fight for him to say yes to anything. And that is a lie. In fact, that lie cuts into your faith. If you operate in that, you're cutting into your faith. It's not mustard seed faith at that point. It's fake mustard. It's like, I believe, but kind of, because I really, really have to twist this out of God's arm because really he doesn't just give to me because it's not like he's really generous. You got to really go through the hoops and the motions to get stuff from him, and you got to do this little dance. You got to do this and that. And it's like lie, 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 and all those lies tear apart at the truth. So you can't do that. Expectation is encouraged by God. Expectation, it, let me say that so I want you to understand it. Expectation is encouraged by God. How about Mark chapter 11, verse 24? Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. That's an expectation. And some of us have this false image that God will, it's just just going to have to pull teeth. <laughs> it's like, if God wanted uh, to pull, uh, uh, have people pull his teeth, I, I, I just get this impression he'd put you through a lot more hoops. I just, I just feel like it would be long and hard and difficult. And if you're not careful, God will pull your teeth. Here's the bottom line. Make sure you don't have a false image of God. If he tells you have an expectancy, then by golly, have an expectancy. Open your mouth wide and he will fill it. 
That should be our attitude. All right, take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. Is the David Spoon experience? Uh, let me tell you what I, I I'm to, I'm torn between the two. I'm twixt between the torn two. You want to know why? I've got the biggest breaking story ever. No, to you be need to do that first. Yeah. I just can't wait. More than more than my whole thing about the four way stop sign. Yep. You want me to do the number one story? That's Ladies right. and gentlemen, you better get ready. Here's what, here's my advice. I don't give this advice very often, and I don't give it uncheckfully. What's uncheckfully? I don't know. Here's the biggest story you have ever heard on the David Spoon Experience. If you have children who are listening, uh, if you are not in a car, it's time to cover their errors or send them into another room. That's how chilling this is. Ladies and gentlemen, I have it off the press literally within the last two and a half hours. Uh, Actually, it's less than two and a half hours ago. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. I have it right in my hands. Get ready. Do not, do not get nauseous when you hear this. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a fact that as of today, the Navy, the United States Navy, officially has made its proclamation. Ready? Ready? Are you ready? Are you listening? This is the most important thing ever. You ready? That Captain Crunch is a fraud. Ladies and gentlemen, the United States Navy has declared that Captain Crunch... I do not buy it. No, listen to this. Here's why. Let me tell you why. Captain Crunch has three stripes on his cuffs, and that signifies a commander and not a captain. So uh, the United States Navy has made it absolutely known today, Captain Crunch, nay... He nay a captain. Nay. Now, it is true. Name the cereal? No. Commander Crunch? Yes, Commander Crunch. That's the new. That's why I told you, don't let your kids hear this. It is possible that that uniform could represent either German or Portuguese Navy. They are not sure because all of those uniforms were lost with uh, their great navies. It's incredible, and it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple, and there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in David Spoon Media, and on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section, and it's free. You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video, but you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible. It's unbelievable, but it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Now, I just want people to know it's really important that if you call in and you, you, that we need to redirect you and answer, that's part of the fun. We love doing that. That's why I, see, I, think, I love when Deborah calls in because it's just like, yay! And then... <laughs> Uh, false. No, wait. True. Wait. No, false. Late. Let me guess. 
so funny. All right, let's get to your next trivia question. See, you guys, you have to laugh. I'm telling you. All right, uh, fill in the missing words, okay? This is in reference to the disciples seeing the first miracle that Jesus uh, did. So this is uh, coming out of John. He thus revealed his blank, and his disciples put their blank in him. He thus revealed his what did Jesus reveal when he did the first miracle? And what did that do to the disciples? What, what did, how did they respond? So he thus revealed his, and then fill in the word, and then his disciples put their, fill in the word, fill in the word, fill in the word, fill in the word. If you think you know the answer, so this is in John, so you can just go to, where's it, uh, it's uh, all about at the end of the wedding at Cana. So if you got to just like go, oh, there it is, right? Because there it would be there. Uh, call in 972-445-0770 or text in 214-210. I did catch that. 8483 or send an email, David, org. You can do any of those things. In the meantime, uh, what we are going to do is... I'm uh, going to pull the prayer all the way back to segment four. I think that's just the way to, to do it. So just remind me. So don't let me forget because this brain, you know, might not remember or something. Uh, in the meantime, I do have my little uh, comedic thing. Is buzzer working? Is it working? Okay. Yeah. Let me know. Okay. Did you get that? I just wanna, Okay. Just want to make sure. All right. A policeman pulls over a car full of nuns. We're interdenominational and are joking here, so relax. Sister, this is a 55-mile-per-hour highway, he said. Where, why are you going so slow? Well, the sister replied, sir, I saw a lot of signs that said 40 and not 55. Oh, sister, the officer said, that's not the speed limit. That's the highway you're on. The sister said, oh, silly me. Thanks for letting me know. I'll be more careful. At this point, the officer sees the other nuns in the car shaking and trembling. Excuse me, sister, what's wrong with your friends back there? The sister answered, oh, we just got off a of Highway 101. <laughs> Come on, right? Come on. And just because I'm feeling it... <laughs> <laughs> which means somebody's calling in for the answer. And just because I'm feeling it, I'm going to tell you this other joke. And this is funny, and I've told this before, but this is just brilliant. A man want to be, wanted to be buried with his money. On his deathbed, he called his pastor, his doctor, and his lawyer to his bedside. Here's $30,000. Here's $30,000. Be held by each of you. I trust you to put this in my coffin when I die. So I can take all my money with me. <laughs> At the funeral, each man put an envelope in the coffin. Riding away in a limousine, the pastor suddenly broke into tears and confessed, I only put 20000 in the envelope because I needed 10000 to repair the roof of the church. Well, since we're all confiding in one another, said the doctor, I only put in 10000 in the envelope because we need a new CAT scan machine for the pediatrics ward at the hospital. And we were $20,000 short. The lawyer was aghast. I'm ashamed of both of you, he exclaimed. I want, it, I want to know that I, what I put in the envelope and in the coffin, I just simply enclosed a check for $30,000. Right? Not bad. I told it bad, but that's not the point. All right. All right, we have somebody on hold who's probably going, that wasn't funny. Uh, here we go. 
This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Ron Washington. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing well, sir. Awesome. I'm very glad to hear that. All right. Now, you ready for the trivia question, right? Yeah, that 10000 he left an envelope. You can donate <laughs> that to my church so I can repair my building. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's so good. All right. Here because you go. Because roof did collapse. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. I'm just going to pray and believe everybody's okay. Then I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they're, they're, they're okay. But no, right. seriously, on a serious note, they did. Uh, but all the right. answer to your question... Yeah. What was your question? The question is, he thus revealed his, what's that answer? And then his disciples put their. Oh, okay. Uh, he revealed his glory. Yep. And his disciples put their. Their trust and belief in him. Yes! Yes, yes! Double yes! Double, double yes. Excellent job. I'm just going to go off the top of my head and say you knew it. Uh, I mean, we give a little bit of variation for how people would say it because it could be faith, trust, belief. But that was an excellent job. And and by the way, I really appreciate you hanging out while I did that lousy joke. That was really nice of you. Oh, no, that, was, that, was, that was a great joke, sir. No problem at all. <laughs> well, thank you and God bless you. And I hope you have an absolutely fantastic new year coming up. You too, sir. All thank right. you much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Great, 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 great job. All right. We're rolling. I love shows like this because they're just, you know, you know, it's part of it's because there's a little bit of holiday coming up. Part of it's because uh, I don't have a brace on. <laughs> you should see how I would hit my brace underneath this desk. <laughs> oh, so much fun. All right. Let me go into this. This is a huge thing. So we're talking about Peter. We're talking about his uh, his moment where Jesus goes, put Put out in the deep water, let let the nets down for a catch. Verse 5, here's how Peter answered. Simon answered, Master, we worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. First, I just want to say this is our normal. See, this just proves that you are a Bible-believing, born-again Christian who would have followed Jesus pretty well because this is what Peter goes. You know, we've been trying this, and it ain't working. (laughs) That's exactly what he said to Jesus. Have you ever said that to Jesus? You have too. Come on. We've been working at this all night, and nothing's come of it. But look what he says, and this is the biggest key of the whole process. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. It's not that he hadn't encountered disappointment Peter was a fisherman. He knew exactly what to do. There's some people that will make an entire teaching, and I don't really have that much of a problem with it, but, you know, Talking about the deep water, put the nets on the other side, and there's all these arguments about it could be this, it could be this. I think that that's really missing the communication of the Scripture. I think Peter was simply saying what he said. Uh, We've been doing this all night. Why? Because fishing was best done at night, and we're tired, and we haven't got a thing, and you want us to do more. Okay, well, because you say so, I'm going to do it. And that's what happened. Verse 6, when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled for their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. Okay, Just so you can understand, that doesn't happen on any normal anything. Fishermen don't have so many fish, their boat's going to sink. 
that that's not a problem that's on the average of a daily process. And because Peter made the decision that in spite of how he felt, well, how do you know he felt that way? Well, he said, we worked hard all night. I'm pretty sure you don't have to read into that. And we haven't caught anything. I'm pretty sure we're catching that little voice of disappointment right there. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. And that right there is what you and I need to live by. I don't know if you've studied uh, Galatians chapter 1 and 2, but it's just... <laughs> got to be careful how I say this. Uh, Paul was really nice in Galatians chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, but if you just look at it and take your time, you'll see that Paul goes, okay, uh, Paul, an apostle, not because anybody said I was an apostle, not because anybody approved me of being apostle, not because anybody liked me, not because anybody thought I was swift, but because Jesus said, be an apostle. Okay, see, I know that's, a, but it's true. Not because of this or not because of this, but because I'm an apostle of Jesus Christ because God said you're going to be an apostle. It's like, okay, that's it. That It's because when you respond to what Jesus says to you via his word, via the Holy Spirit leading you, which he'd never do outside of what the word has to say in the sense of it would never be uh, contrary to the word. Uh, it just think of the implications and of the, the pro- it's just like, you know what, Lord, I don't even know why I'm doing this. But you, you're telling me to do it? I'm going to do it. And you think, well, it hasn't worked 10 times before. I know, but maybe God ordained it for the 11th time. I don't know. Uh, it's beyond us. That's why we trust him. And yet, I know, don't, you don't have to explain to me any of it. God's timing and method is so like, well, I don't get it. It's true. It's true. There's nothing wrong with that. But you have to make this decision that says, regardless of what we see, we're going to do it because you said do it. That's why we're going to do it. This is what you've put in our hearts. This is what you've led us to. This is what you've directed us. This is what you've declared. This is what you've shown us. This is what you've revealed. That's what we're going to do because that's what a Christian does. And while there's that wonderful teaching in the church, ah, they called them Christians in Antioch, boo, that was a really negative word. 30 years later, Peter used it in a positive way, so let's just get over that kind of attitude. Here it is. Jesus said to do it. Do it. (laughs) And that's the end of that. There's really not much more to go on that. I don't really much have much more to say on that. Just do it because Jesus said do it. Why? Because Jesus said to do it. That's why. All right, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. On God, Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Can I blow your mind? You know, I did this with you before, but on a different text. 
I love this text. You will love this text because you and I are sci-fi people. You'll love this. I mean, this is one of those, oh, goodness gracious, that's so good. Uh, 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12. 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12. Okay, 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 okay. 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12 says this, Then David said, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has heard for certain that Saul is seeking to come to destroy the city on my account. Will the men of Keilah surrender me into his hand? Will Saul come down just as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. And the Lord said, he will come down. Then David said, will the men surrender me and my men to the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, they will surrender you. I love this portion because people, we, we think in these boxes and we force God into our theology and say he must conform here, which is just insanity by itself. Here's a situation where David hears that Saul is coming down to try and get him. And he's asking, will the people of the city surrender me? I've helped them. I've defended them. I've given them some deliverance. Is, is Saul going to come in and change their mind and they're going to give me up? And the Lord says, yeah, that's going to happen. Now, if you read the rest of the passage in 1 Samuel 23, David leaves. So he is not surrendered to Saul by the men of the city. But what I want you to catch is this. God knew what the outcome was going to be if David stayed and what the outcome was going to be if David left. In other words, God knew the alternate universe or the alternate pathway that was taking place. We've talked about this before. It's one of those cool thoughts where we don't think of it in these terms. But remember, David says to God, hey, uh, are they going to give me up? And the Lord's like, yeah, they're going to give you up. That's what's going to happen. So you need to make a decision and go a different direction so we can have a different outcome. And it's like God knew what the outcome was if they gave him up, and God knew what the outcome was if he left. God knew what it would be if it went if he went left or right, if we went west, east, north, or south. God knew what the outcome was going to be no matter what, because God is omniscient. He knows all things, which means he knows every alternate route. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready for your next trivia question. All right, here we go. About whom? Guessing. Whom? So we're looking for somebody. About whom did Jesus say... Here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. Joanne and Cordelia didn't even wait one second. Bam, done. Uh, text to, what's my text? 214-210-8483. You can also send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Which, again, leads us to the website, which we encourage you to invest in the kingdom of God by helping us to keep going. That's my, that's my line. I'm, I'm calling for investments in the kingdom. And if you don't want to invest here, you can invest elsewhere. I'm just saying you can invest with us as well. Uh, hemustincrease.org. Website, he must increase.org, he must increase.org. Email david at he must increase.org. Facebook. 
he must increase ministry. You too, he must increase ministry. All right, once again, another trivia question uh, about whom did Jesus say, here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. I love that portion because it's like he's the he's the one that Jesus is like, there's nothing. This guy just tells it like it is. <laughs> That's what he's saying. It's like, that is so good. What a great description that Jesus gives. Uh, who is that that he's talking about? In the meantime, let's get into history. Let's play our history song. Let's go Alrighty, so today is Pepper Pot Day. Do not think Iron Man, although many people probably did as soon as I said that. Pepper Pot is a thick stew of beef tripe, vegetables, pepper, and other seasonings. So that is the day. You big stew fan? Or Yeah, but not tripe. Okay, so yeah then, right? Okay, that's fair. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, YMCA Day. Okay, not the song, people. Uh, young men, young men's Christian Association, I think is what it is. Pretty sure, right? YMCA and then YWCA's young women's, just something like that. It's close. All right. Uh, here's something that's important. 1845 on this day, you know what happened? Texas is admitted as the 28th United States, and uh, right now Texas is one of the three or four states that's still a state. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? I, I Sometimes. It happens. I'm sorry. Uh, 1891, again for us, Thomas Edison patents the radio. Without that, you know. Uh, for those who are James Bond fans, uh, Thunderball premiered in the United States. It's the fourth one starring Sean Connery as 007. Uh, let's see. In 1965, a man was able to predict the correct score of every major league game before the game began. How was he able to do this? The answer is simple. Zero, zero. The, there's always the score of every game is zero, zero, and not just in 1965. See? <laughs> See? little sneaky there, right? little sneaky. All right. Thank you. All right. Here we go. Who, uh, one more time, who, about whom did Jesus say, here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false? If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Have I covered everything? I think I've covered most everything. We did the history. Okay, that was – I think the radio thing was kind of important because without it, <laughs> this is what you would hear. Okay. <laughs> Nothing, right? <laughs> okay. All right, let's get back to this. I want to make sure you and I understand as we're going into this next year, and, I, and I'm doing this on purpose. There's a reason that I'm kind of stressing this, and I, I do believe that what will happen is you will hear about a, a tremendous—it's not prophetic in the sense of the Holy Spirit's giving me a prophetic uh, understanding of what's going to take place in the next 12 months. I just see uh, that— in the next so many months, through the media, through the politics, through the things that are going on, it's going to get 
worse. I mean, that's just a nice way to say it. It's going to get bad, and they're gonna, there's, there's going to be a lot of tension and a lot of division. I think the separations for Christians is going to become much more specific and clear, and you and I have to uh, approach uh, 2022 with a certain attitude that's set up scripturally. And one of the things I think that we should all be aware of is us deciding or making this decision to trust God no matter what we see. And why that becomes important is because, and and I should add, or what we hear. Because what will happen is that the enemy is going to try and uh, do all the things he's going to do. He's still got a tremendous amount of power in this world, and his goal will be to limit or curb faith in people who have, have faith. Because faith is one of the weapons that we use to overcome him. And the more that we operate in faith, the more we reflect Jesus Christ. And Satan doesn't like that. It's not uh, rocket science there. It's like he doesn't like that. So the more fearful things that you hear and see, the more attack against your faith. Well, here, this is where we need to make a decision, a conscious decision, that says, I'm going to trust God even if I don't get it. I'm going to trust God because his word is gold. I'm going to do this funny thing that it says in Scripture. I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. And I just want you to think about that one passage. For we walk by faith and not by sight, which is telling you you don't walk by what you see in the human natural. You don't do it. An Old Testament backup, Right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. On all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your paths. Another backup, Job. Though God slay me, yet will I trust him. The idea behind this is for us to have a different approach that says uh, it doesn't matter. You think, well, it could get really hard on Christians. doesn't matter. Well, you know, maybe the rapture will happen. Maybe the rapture won't happen. Maybe this will happen. Maybe this will happen. Maybe this doesn't matter. You trust God, period. And when Peter did that, he's, he's like, Jesus, kill me. I'm tired. I'm tired. Yawn, yawn, sleep, sleep. All right. And because you say so. And then he put the net out in the water and caught such a catch, it was overwhelming. You see, you see, you see what happens there? Right? What does the passage say in Ephesians 3, 20 and 21? Now to him who was able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. God does more. More. We have to make that decision. You know, I, I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know how it's going to come down, but I'm going to trust God that he will do all he said he's going to do. And I'm having an attitude of expectation. Some of you are operating on, on a three or four or even a five expectation. Switch it. Become a nine. Become an eight. Become a nine. Become a person that believes. Become a person that truly, genuinely believes. First of all, we know God's work is astonishing, but we also know that he does astonishing things every single day. And it's so so what if the—I'll say this in a, a super nice way because I want to say it in a nice way. 
So what if the Lord's whittling out those who, who, who can't stand in the faith? Good. So you should know where you stand in your faith, and you should be firm in your faith, and you should be immovable in your faith, and you should be committed to your faith, and you should be like, doesn't matter what the Lord allows or what the Lord's going to—I'm going to believe that God has my best interests in mind. I think that's called faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. I'm like, okay. So there's those challenges. So you, first years, I'm not telling you you're not going to hear things. I'm not going to tell you you're not going to get a lump in your throat. I'm just telling you that that mustard seed better be there continually. The one that says, with that mustard seed, you can move mountains. Right? All right. We got somebody who's going to answer the trivia? Okay. Lean it over. Lean it over. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. This is Eric. Hey, Eric. Doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? Uh, doing good. We're uh, we're going to have our get-together here uh, coming up tomorrow, and all the kids are going to show up and the grandchildren or grandchild, and we're uh, we're going to celebrate uh, our Lord and Savior's birthday tomorrow. Well, that is awesome. Are you are you excited? Are you nervous? Are you what's your what's your disposition? <laughs> That's funny you say that and you ask that. Now I got to be truthful and answer it. Uh, a little nervous, uh, a little fearful. Uh, but I've all the scriptures are telling me not to be and just be myself and and say what uh, I'm supposed to say. I apologize. I'm walking. I better stop walking. I'm a little breathy by walking. <laughs> That's probably, right. That happens to me, like too. I'm hyperventilating here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Let me pray for you real quick. I know we, you're going to answer the trivia question. Let me pray for you real quick. Just real quickly. I'll just oh, do it real quick. Oh, oh, I appreciate it. Well, thank you. All right. Father, we come before you. Lift up Eric and his family to you right now. We ask the audience to do the very same that in this next day or two that they get together, that you would give Eric great wisdom and a great peace and a calm in the process, and you would give him the opportunity to communicate your love, your grace, your way. Just help him in that process. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, just forget trying to be the great. Just be the vessel, and the Lord will get you through it. Okay? Oh, that's that's exactly what I needed. I appreciate that. All that's right, the, that's what the Lord's been saying to me this whole last week when I was preparing for this. It's like, hey, you're not going to do anything. He's the Lord's going to do it all. So. Exactly, and exactly, and even when you've done it all, you throw the net over that side. You just go, okay, well, it hasn't worked before, but fine. And then you do it anyway. <laughs> it's like just the Lord going, I'll take care of this. I'll take care of the stuff underneath that you can't see. So that you there have you a go. nice catch, right? All right. All right. Now oh, that's, you, that's uplifting. Thank you. You got it. And you got to answer the trivia question. So it's got, it's kind of, it's one answer, but two kind of thing. Because uh, there's more than one name. For uh -oh. But what's the name? Yeah, sorry. Go with your first gut. You'll be right. What's the name of the person that Jesus said, here's a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false? Well, I had I had to look it up, and I hope I looked it up in the right spot. But I, I'm going to say uh, Nathaniel. That is 100% correct, Amundo. Also known as Bartholomew, some people don't know that, so there's a couple of switches in some of the Gospels on how they name people. But that is 100% correct. Nice, nice job. Take that victory in and walk that into your family time and know the Lord is with you in it, okay? Uh, thank you so much, David. Have a great day. All right. Thank you. God bless you, bro. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, excellent call. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Now, he's crying. Now, I was still of the mindset that men don't cry, okay, just so you can know. And I'm getting mad because it's my story and he's crying. And I'm thinking, it's my story. Why are you crying? That's what I'm thinking in my mind. And he's crying. He's apparently a good crier. I don't know what a good crier is. I learned after my dad died, but I mean, somewhat. But this is real. You know, he's sobbing. And I'm like, and he looks up at me after he's cried for about a minute and a half. And his eyes are red. And he looks at me and he says, this is how the Lord hurts for you. And that was it. Bam. It was like somebody just took a hammer and broke my hard heart and my, you know, my pride attitude and my, my over arrogance and my, my everything. Looking at that guy showing me crying and tears and, all I could think of was Jesus wept. The David Spoon Experience, weekdays at 2 on God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. If Jesus was like. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I want to say a prayer for the. The group, everybody. Everybody in the group. Group, everybody. There's another brilliant English thing. Uh, anyway, I want to say for prayer for everybody, and then we'll do the trivia question, then we'll do the rest of the teaching. So just just bear with me. I've been wanting to pray this prayer like since the show started, so I had uh, Captain Chris remind me. Uh, let's just pray real quickly. Father, I just pray over the entire audience, everybody. We just put our faith together, and Lord, a lot of us are coming into this new year, and we're hanging on to baggage. And... This prayer is for me and everybody else to let go 
of everything that pulls us down or backwards. Help us to let go, to trust you enough not to focus on the things that drag us down, but to focus on the things you're about to do. And help us with that level of anticipation and expectation to do a better job in believing you and in who you are. Bring that wonderfulness that comes from you into our lives and let us see it in full in 2022, just more of you and believing for more of your grace and goodness in everything. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, I want to pray that prayer. Got that prayer done. Then I smacked my head on the uh, microphone. You know, nothing, nothing, nothing easy. Uh, here's your last uh, trivia question. Who is the only disciple uh, whose martyrdom is recorded in the pages of the Bible? This is referring to the 12. Okay? Now, this is referring to the 12. I'm going to say it again. Referring to the 12, Judas doesn't count. He took his own life. That's not martyrdom. Thank you. So that gives you 11. So now you got a 1 and 11. Who is the one that's recorded in the Bible? Your only hint would be Acts chapter 12. <laughs> Okay, I can't. I had to do it. All right, so it's Acts chapter 12 if you can't figure it out. If you think you know the answer, then now remember, we're talking about the 12. So then now we're down to the 11. Okay, the only one recorded in the Bible, okay, uh, of the 12 or 11. Okay, or I guess 12 because you, you can count Matthias. Okay. All right, uh, 972-445-0770 or 214-210-8483. That's the one you text in or david at hemustincrease.org. Okay, we got that, we got that, we got that. Boy, I hope we get all this stuff. All right. Okay, here's the thing I want you to catch, and I'm going to tell you this because I believe that the Lord is going to do great things in, in our lives, and we're going to have the right spirit and the right attitude, right? Okay, okay. Good job, Eric. Nice recovery. Okay. This is after the boats were filled with all the fish, right? So you got these boats and they're sinking, right? Verse 8 of Luke 5. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. What do we know about that? They were all fishing partners. Hello. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll fish for people. And they pulled up their boats on shore, left everything, and followed him. Here is something I want you to get. When the Lord does fantastic stuff, okay, a normal human response because we're getting closer to the Lord is feeling unworthy. When the Lord does something in your life, if you have the attitude, well, I deserve it, you're you're lost. I don't know if you're not saved, but you're lost. The idea behind this is that when the Lord does something, you should and I should be like I'm just not worthy for you to do something like that. Peter feels more unworthy the closer he gets in. And I, I've just, I'm just going to be honest with you. As I've been a Christian for uh, the short period of 43 years, and in the last 
Uh, I'd say it's fair to say, well, no, it's all been pretty close. <laughs> I gotta say, the deeper in I get, the more I realize what a sinner I am. <laughs> it's the closer in you get to what's pure, the more you realize I ain't that pure. <laughs> it's like, and when the Lord does great things, it's, it's awesome in that. But look at Jesus's response. He says to him, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll fish for people. So what he's saying is, don't worry about being unworthy. I'm not going to leave you. We're going to work together. And it's just like, see, this is where Jesus is like so cool. Are you getting this? So Peter's like, ah, I'm not worthy. Ah, you know, like Wayne's World kind of thing. Ah, I'm not worthy. And then Jesus is like, yeah, okay. But don't worry about that. Don't let that make you afraid. We're going to do this together. We're going to do kingdom stuff together. You guys, you're going to fish for men. They're fishermen. Maybe you're a carpenter. Maybe you'll build for God. Maybe, you know, you're you're uh, an athlete. You'll be using your, your muscles and your abilities for God. Whatever that is, that's what Jesus is communicating. We're going to do this together. It's okay. And even though you feel unworthy and you... Quite honestly, you should. I mean, I'm not saying that to be rude, but when the Lord does amazing or miraculous things, you just like go, wow, because it's cool. But you don't have to feel like you're so unworthy he's going to bail on you. His commitment is, listen, don't be afraid. We're going to work together. See, that that's when Christianity's cool. This is where you push past churchy stuff and you get into this cool ministry churchy stuff get past the churchianity and get into the christianity that's where we're just like yeah that's what that's what we want yeah that's what we all want all right somebody is ready to answer the trivia question we want to give them that opportunity so let's do that this is david who am i talking to hi david this is mary hi mary how are you pretty good Good. Great to hear your voice. Oh, I, you know, I didn't. I didn't hear. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't able to listen yesterday. What did you say about your grandson yesterday? Yeah, he's doing better. I did give a report yesterday. He's doing a lot better. They did have a pretty. They had a tougher Christmas. Uh, Christmas Eve, but then Christmas Day, and from there out, he's been doing lots better. So please keep praying for little Easton. That would be a great blessing for me. All right. Okay. I will. All right. All right. Now, you, you ready for the trip? Now, did you hear about my brace? I don't have to wear my brace anymore. So did I'm, I hear? Yeah, yeah about I my leg. About my. To the question. Do you want to say yeah. it again? Yeah. You ready for the question? All right. I'm sorry. I'll bring this back up here. Who's the only disciple out of the 12 whose martyrdom is recorded in the pages of the Bible? That would be James, the brother of John. That is correct! You are right! Nailing it again! Good job! You are so good. You know your Bible so well. Oh, I don't know about that, but yeah, that's, that's, um, that's who it was. Yeah, when, when then we, you know, know that, um, I guess Peter was uh, it's recorded somewhere. I guess that Peter was uh, crucified upside down. Now that that and his wife, that, I hear that his wife was crucified too. She was crucified before him. 
Well, James and standing there giving her uh, supporting her, you know. Yeah, Jane, now James was James was in Acts chapter 12. The one who was crucified yeah. upside down was Peter. That was Peter who was yeah, crucified right. upside down. Yeah. James was beheaded. James was beheaded. Yeah, in Acts 12. Good job, Mary. Yeah. Good good yeah, good work. That's what so. happened to him. Well, thank you. Well, okay. Well, thank you and you have a good weekend. Let's right. see. Oh, you'll be on tomorrow? Yep, I'll be here tomorrow. Oh, 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 we have Bible study here tomorrow. That so you have a good Bible study, we all right? Bible study. Okay. We have Bible study. We have we have a wonderful person. He's a retired pastor. He and his wife are just wonderful. And on Thursday afternoons from two to three, we have Bible study. You and we're in the book a... of Philippians right now. Oh, that's a good book. You have a awesome awesome time. We hope it's a super blessing for you. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that, and I hope you have a good weekend, and um, this coming year. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep, going to be a good year. Gonna be, uh, I think there'll be wars going to break out in 2022. It's, I'll be really surprised if well, we'll we'll keep if our eyes doesn't break out. We'll keep our eyes focused on the Lord, and that that way it won't matter. Yes. Wow. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we will. We need to keep our focus on the Lord, but yeah. but uh, maybe the Lord will come back. Yes. Amen. To the church before the war starts. Amen. I'm for that. I'm all for that. Thank you for the call, Mary. Yes. Great job. You're welcome. God bless. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right. Great way to close the show. It's <laughs> just perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to take a 22 and a half hour break, then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.